Blog Talk Radio. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Just press the one. 
You don't have to say your name. Just say where you're calling from because we like to kind of keep track of the parts of the world that we are touching with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you could just uh, press the one, don't give me, um, don't give me your name. Just give me your request, what you want in prayer for. You don't have to go into the situation. Just tell me, I need prayer for healing. I need prayer for deliverance. I need prayer uh, for my children. I need prayer for a new job. Just give me that type of information because we're on live radio so people can hear all your business. So we're, we don't want to do that. I just need you to uh, tell me what you need prayer for, and I will uh, pray uh, for you at this time, but I don't see anybody with their hand raised, so we're going to go ahead on um, with the service. Uh, we are going to have prayer, um, general prayer, and then we will have the word. Amen. And I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day, oh God. We thank you for making ways out of no ways for us, oh God. Father God, we thank you that you're able to do all things. And through you, God, we can do all things. There's nothing too impossible with with you, oh God. God, we thank you for being our strength. Uh, you said to us in your word, Father God, that you are our strength. And our, when we are weak, you are our strength. You said in your word, Father God, that when we are weary, you are with us. When we are weary, when we are tired, you are our strength. And we ask you, Father God, to be the strength of all those who have grown weary, those that are tired, those that are going through. We ask you to lift them up and strengthen them even now where, they're, where they are weak, oh God. We know that you are able, God. We know that you know what they're going through. We know that you're able to fix it. We know that you're already made a way for them, oh God, and we thank you. And we pray, Father God, that you will not let them give up. Don't let them give up, but let them stand in faith. Because you said in the word of God, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And God, let them not look at what they see right now, but let them focus by faith on the things that they cannot see, the things that are unseen, and let them live by what they can't see. Because you said, Father, in your word that we got to work and we got to move and we got to work by faith and we got to believe by faith. We got to live by faith. We got to walk by faith. So let don't let them give up when they want to throw in the towel, Lord, but don't let them throw in the towel, Lord. Oh, God, don't let them throw in the towel. Mm, my God, don't let them throw in the towel, God. Don't let them throw in the towel. We know, God, that sometimes when we go through stuff, there's a lot of stuff that we go through. But you promised us in the word, Father, that you will never leave us or forsake us. And I say unto this person, God has not left you, nor has he forsaken you. You got to keep the faith and keep it moving no matter how bad it gets, how, how the fire gets. You got to keep going. You got to keep moving. He didn't say that it would be easy, but he did say he would deliver. He said, men of the affliction are the righteous, but God will deliver us out of them all. So we got to keep the faith and keep on believing in him. And, Lord, we just ask you to let them see the light. Mm, it may be a lot of darkness going on. It might be a lot of things going on around the Lord, but we thank you for the marvelous light, oh, God. 
Lord, we just thank you for making a way out, no way for this person, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless your ministries all over the world and all over the nation. We ask you to bless the leaders. We thank you, Father God, uh, for the leaders that you have placed uh, over us to lead us. We thank you, Father God, for this day. Today is a pastor appreciation day. For uh, It's a national day to celebrate our leaders. And we thank you, and I thank you for my leaders, Apostle and Yvonne Wow. And I say to you that I love you. I thank you for all that you have done for me. I know that I would not be where I am today if it was not for you guys. And I love you, and I love you always. And I pray, Father God, that each and every pastor was appreciated, that love was shown and gifts of love were given to each and every pastor for doing the hard work, those that have labored before you for the uh, for uh, your sheep, Oh, Father, those who have covered us and uh, covered us and prayed for us and kept back all kind of stuff and foolishness away from us because they're on their coast doing what they're supposed to do as leaders. So, Lord, we thank you for giving us leaders of our own heart. We thank you, Father God, for them even now, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless their ministries. All over the world, the person we ask you to bless the ministries, and uh, even now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to meet the needs of every person under the sound of my voice, whatever it is that they may need. Oh God, we ask you to to heal, to deliver, and to set free, oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to meet them at their point of need. You know what their needs are. And you said in your word, Father, that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. And we thank you, Father God, that we shall not want, that you will meet our every need. We ask you, Father God, to let them not lack for anything, oh, God. Let them have more than enough, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and honor and glory. We pray for those that... Um, the storm hit, Father God. We pray, Father God, for strength for those families. We pray for strength for those that lost loved ones. We pray for those who lost their home, oh, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that you have already made a way. Nothing catches you by surprise, oh, Father. We ask you to strengthen them, Father, even now, God. And we give you all the praise and honor and glory for it, even now, Lord. And, Lord, we ask you to save a soul. Save a soul right now. You said those who win souls the wise. So, Lord, we thank you right now for souls being saved all over the nation. We thank you for the revivals that's going to come. Oh, my God. We thank you for the revivals that's going to come to bring souls into the kingdom of God. We just give you praise and honor and glory, Father God. We ask you to save a soul right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Bring them out of darkness. Bring them out of Darkness to your marvelous light, God. Bring them out of crack houses, God. Bring them out of the street, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to heal the minds right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Those that are bound in their minds, oh God. We ask you to heal them for thou art a healer, thou art a great physician. You are the healer of the mind, body, and soul. So we said thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, we just thank you for healing. We ask you to heal those that are those that are uh, on the bed of affliction, we ask you to heal right now, Lord, deliver them right now, Lord, make them whole right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus for your glory. We give you all the praise, we give you all the honor, we give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen.
to God be the glory. What an awesome God that we serve. And he is awesome in all of his ways and all that he does. What an awesome God that we serve. In Jesus' name, we just thank him for being such a good God. Amen. The scripture reading today will come from Esther, the second chapter. And the word of God reads, I'm going to start reading at verse number 12. Now when every maiden turn was come to go in to the king Azarus after the that she had been 12 months according to the manner of the women, for so were the days of their purification accomplished, to which six months with all the a myrrh and six months with sweet odors and with other things for the purifying of the women. Then thus came every maiden unto the king, whosoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. And we're going to stop reading right there. That, um. But I want I want to encourage you to go back and read the entirety of the chapter. Amen. And we're gonna start where we left off last week. Title of the mess was coming before the king. Last week we talked about how King Azarus had uh had a feast or a party and he had invited all the 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 powerful nobles, I would say the big shots, all the ones that got the money, all the ones in the power, and they came and they had a party, they had a feast, um, and at the party, how they had plenty of wine, an abundance of wine, and everybody was dressed in the proper attire, everybody was just having a good time, everybody was just partying, that's the way they were doing it, everybody could drink as much as they wanted um, to drink at the party, that's how they were doing the thing, and so the uh, Bible tells us that, you know, uh, the king wanted his his wife uh Vasti, Queen Vasti, to come before him because he wanted her to 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 show off her beauty. He wanted to show off his wife. Uh, she was a very beautiful woman. And we talked about how when uh, Queen Vasti was called by the king to come before him, she would not come. And because she would not come, uh, she had disrespected, she had dishonored her husband uh, in front of all of all these big guys and all the other princes and all of these nobles, and and uh, they were kind of a little upset about that. And we talked about how the the king uh, was told about the others that were at the party, you know, what he needed to do, and and um, he went ahead and he did what he needed to do, and uh, Queen Vasti would no longer come before the king. And so in chapter 2, here, um, after the party is over, I would say after the party was over and everybody's beginning to sober up and everything from the party, the king um, remembered what you know the decree was against Vasti, and the 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 man that ministered unto him, or the maybe his servant that ministered unto him, said, "Hey, you know what, King? Uh, you know you can get another queen." Uh, he told him, "You know, call all the young virgins in the providence." 
to come before you. And then you can pick you another queen instead of Vastai. You know, sometimes um, when we come and we are called to come before the king, we don't answer even when we hear him calling us and telling us to come. You know, just like Queen Vastai in chapter 1, she would not come. And because she would not come, it was fixed that she could never come. And we have to come before the king when we are called to come before the king. Now, they said in the providence, they were going to call all the young virgins so that the king could choose the queen that he wanted. And when he called all the 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 virgins and the, the decree had went out, the king command had went out, then all the all of the young virgins or the young maiden became, came into the land. You know, God calling us and he called us to come into the land. He sends us his word, but we don't come. He sent us a commandment, he gives us instructions, but we don't come. See, he made tell us through our leaders. He may tell us through our, his word. He may speak to us, but we don't come before the king. But he's calling us to come before him. Now, the Bible tells us that when they call the 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 the, the, the young virgins to come and the young uh, maidens in the land to come so that they could uh, come before the king, uh, and he would cho- he would choose one of them to be his queen or to be his wife. So they had to come. You know, sometimes we miss what God has for us because we won't come. We're so stuck in doing our own thing, we won't come. So we miss what God has for us because we don't come. God may be calling you to come because he's trying to take you to another level in your ministry, but you won't come before the king. He's trying to get you ready because when we look at um, the story of Esther and we see how that the women had to come and they had to get ready, they had to go through the purification process, and it was 12 months. You know, sometimes when God is calling us, he has to get us ready for that next level in ministry. He has to get us ready for uh, that husband. He has to get us ready for that wife. He has to get us ready for that business. He has to get us ready even to have our children. He has to get us ready so he calls us so that he can get us ready that he can prepare us for the next level. The problem is most of us won't come and most of us don't want to to wait uh, and to for him to get us ready. Now here were all these virgins that were that came, or all of the the young virgins in the province that came, but they couldn't come before the king in any kind of way. They had to get ready. I want to say that you you got to get ready. Whatever the next level is, before you do anything, you got to go before the king so that he can get you ready. Because you know, many times in ministry we have people that are not ready. And they step out in ministry and they're not ready. Some fall. Some have 
had to deal with some of the stuff within them. So when they get out there, they're not where they need to be uh, in ministry. They haven't allowed God to clean them up, to get them ready for what he's called them to do. You don't really know anything about business. You, you, you don't know, but God wants to get you ready. He keeps telling you, I want you to come before the king so I can get you ready. Because I don't want you to get up there and I don't want you to fall. But if you will come before the king so I can get you ready. See, the women, they could not go before the king any kind of way. They had to come, and they could come. They had, only could come when the king called them. They couldn't just come. They had to come when they were called. The king had to tell them to come. When God is calling you, and he's telling you to come, He's telling you to come for a reason because he's trying to do something in your life. See, he was getting ready to do something in in Esther's life. Esther did not know that she was going to be chosen to be the, be the queen, but Esther came. Esther was sent by her uncle Mordecai, and she came. She came before the king. Now, the word of God tells us that he and the word of God, that Esther was fair and she was beautiful, but it says in verse 8, so, so they came to pass when the king commanded and his decree was heard. Some of us don't hear when God calls because we don't want to do what he's calling us to do. We don't want to wait because we feel we already know everything. I know what I need to do, but it's some stuff in you. That God needs to clean out of you before you go to, to, the, to the people. You can't go before the people of God in any kind of way. You got to be cleaned up. You got to be purified. Your heart got to be right. You got to be pure. And you got to hear him when he calls. And you got to come. And you need to make haste and call when he calls. They said, when the decree went out. The command, when God tells us in the word what we need to do, we need to follow the instruction. We need to hear and not be obedient. We need to stop just taking our own precious time and do what God is calling us to do. These women will had to come before the king, and the king, when he sent it out, they had to come. They had to hear the decree. Back in those days in the kingdom, in, the, in, in this uh, king's earthly kingdom, you couldn't do that. If the king called you to come, you had to come. And you had to come before him, and you couldn't come any kind of way. And as we read on in the word of God, it talks about how the women had to have 12 months according to the manner of the women. They had to have purification. They had to, they had the skin and uh, they had the, I guess what you say, um, oil and uh, what we would call lotion today. <laughs> Amen. And, and they had to be, they had to be beautified, I guess you would say. They were already probably beautiful women, but they had to do all this other stuff because you had to go before the king. It was, it was a big deal to go before the king. It was a big deal to be called to go before the king. And you wanted to, they wanted them to be ready. Because he wasn't going to receive them if they wasn't ready. That lets them know that we cannot come before King Jesus any kind of way. We cannot step to him any kind of way. We got to come correct. 
And so they had to come correct. These women had to be uh, the 12 months of the purification, the oils and the earl and all of these things. I'm pretty sure they worked with their hair. They allowed them to pick out whatever kind of fine or, uh, clothing that they wanted to wear, any kind of jewelry that they wanted to wear, any kind of makeup um, that they wanted to wear. And they had people around them that were keepers of the women to make sure that all these things were done before they went before the king. Because they had to be ready. Don't you know that you got to be ready? You got to be ready when Jesus comes. When he comes, you got to be ready. When we come before the king, we got to be ready. We got to be clean. We can't be with unclean hands. We got to be clean. We got to be purified. Our heart got to be right. We got to have the right spirit. When we come before the king. And they had to be right when they went before the king. They couldn't come any kind of way. Why do we think that we can come before the king any kind of way? Operating in our flesh, lying and stealing and doing all kind of stuff. We're big enough and bad enough to do. But we want to come before the king on Sunday. We want to come before the king. Oh, I love you, king. Oh, Lord, I love you. Oh, I praise your name. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you done lived in darkness all week long. But you come on a Sunday playing. We got to get it right. We got to get ready as these women were getting ready to come before our earthly king. We ought to know that we cannot come before the living God any kind of way because he sees us and he knows what we do every day. And we cannot hide what we do from him. He gives us leaders to help us to get us ready for where he's trying to get us to go. He gives us leaders that are able, if you've got the right leaders, and I thank God I got the right one that are able to get you ready because you can't go before the people any kind of way. Hurting people hate hurt people. If you're not ready, if you got stuff in you from your past that needs to, to be cleansed and gotten rid of, you got to go before the king to see the deliverance in all of those areas because you ain't ready. Many of us are not ready. And some of us have just went and stepped out, but we are not ready to go before the king. And I wonder, have the king called you? Have he sent you? Did he tell you to go or did you just went? They had to be called to come before this earthly king. They couldn't just go before the king. You didn't just... You did not just go before the king, an uh, earthly king. In those days, you could not go before the king, and he did not call you. Oh, you didn't do that. You couldn't do it, and you can't do it today. You can't go before God any kind of way. We serve a holy and a righteous God, and we have to be ready. When we come before him, we got to crucify our flesh. Stop operating in the flesh. 
and come before the king. And I'm talking about King Jesus. King Azar was a king in those days. And we're talking about in a we're talking about an earthly kingdom. We're not talking about the heavenly kingdom. We're talking about the earthly kingdom that these that the people there had to honor this king. And they had to they couldn't go before him. And when they came before him, they had to be ready. These women had to be prepared. They had to they had to go through the, the process. Many times we don't want to go through the process. We don't want to wait. We got to go through the process. They had to go through the process of purification. They couldn't just go. They couldn't go. If you read all of them, I encourage you to go back and read it. They couldn't just go. Some of us just running wild. We just don't win. <laughs> we just don't win. No, help us. Help us. Now, what king are you serving? Because if you come before us, the king, King Jesus, you can't come any kind of way. And you just can't come either. You got to call you. And he called it, some of you, but you ain't listening. He's calling you. He said, calling you to come out of sin. He's calling you, telling you to get your life right. He calling you, telling you to leave that man's wife alone. He calling you, telling you to leave that woman's husband alone. He calling you to tell you to come out of sin and start rolling down in sin. Get your life right. Come. Get right with God. Come. Get your life right. Come out of sin. Repent of your sin. Come. And get your life right so you can be saved. We're going to come before the king. We got to come right. Because he don't look upon darkness. See, these women had to be cleaned up. And they would just clean them up on the outer pen. But we have to be cleaned from the inside out. And only God can do that. We got to get ready for the coming of the king. King Jesus, you know he's coming back. But we got to get ready. Because he's coming. He is coming. So we got to get ready to come before him. You know, as we look at the, the, the word and how the word says that each, um, it says that then thus came every maiden unto the king, whosoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king. So the women, they couldn't go before him unless he called them. And then they came out of whatever house they were in. They had to come out of the house. Some of us need to come out of some of these houses that we're creeping in. Some of us need to come out the house. Some of us need to come out of the house of sin. Some of us need to come out. Come out of the house of sin. All of those backsliders, you come out of the house of sin. And come to the king. Come back to the king's house. Come while you still have time. While you still have time, come to the king. Come. Because Jesus came. That all of us could come. And to be forgiven of our sins. He died that we might be able to come. He reconciled us back unto God so that we could come before the king. 
He's coming back. And he's coming back for a church and a house with no spots around. He come. He coming. He ain't coming for no dirt and no filth and uncleanness. He's coming for the righteous, the house of God. Got to get their life right. It's time out for playing church. Get ready for the king is surely to come. Come before the king while you still have time. Got to get on our knees. We got to pray. Got to get on our feet. We got to pray and repent of our sins. We got to come. And we got to come to him to get our life right. We got to come out of all those houses and all of those places that don't mean us no good. We got to come and get our life right with God. It don't matter where you are right now. God can clean you up and get you ready for what he's calling you to do. He's calling you to come because he got a work for you to do. The women will call to come, to come out of whatever house they were in, wherever they had them at. I don't say how many virgins they had, but I know they probably had plenty of them because all of them wanted to be the queen. Called them, and they came out of whatever house that they were in. So, you know, some of we got to come out of them houses because some of are houses of destruction. So we need to come out of those houses. We need to come and come to the king. Come to the king house. Everything you need is in the king house. And King Jesus got everything that you need. It's in the house. Whatever you need is in the house. You said, my father's house got many mansions. It was not so. I wouldn't have told you so. You said, but then you come to the king's house. Everything that you need is in the king's house. If you seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, everything that you need is in the king's house. But you got to come. You got to get your life right with God. You got to come. Come. Seek the kingdom of God first. We seeking stuff, but it ain't in the right kingdom. We're in the wrong house. It looked like we're prospering, but we're not. As the women came, as they were called to come. And they were called to come in the king's house. We got to come. We got to get it right, y'all. You know, these women were coming because all of them wanted to be the queen. All of them wanted to be in the palace. All of them wanted the, the things I believe that a queen has when she's married to a the king. I want to say to the women of God, wait and let God get you ready and purify you and get you ready for your your husband. Men of God, wait on God so that he can get you ready for your wife. As some call them, Queen, you know, some of the women call their husbands king. But let him get you ready for it. So you can be ready so you won't mess it up. Because if you ain't ready, you ain't going to know what to do with it. He tries to get us ready. And these women, they had to follow instructions. If they wanted to be the queen, 
uh, uh, King Azareth, they had to follow instructions. They had to do whatever the, the person that kept the women told them to do. They had to do it when he told them to do it. They had to come when he told them to come. They had to do whatever they told them to do. They had to do it. But the problem with most of us, we don't want to do what God is telling us to do in his word. We don't want to hear his voice. We don't want to listen to our leaders when he speaks to our leaders and tell us things that we need to do and ought to do. We don't want to listen. And that's why many people get before the king. And he can't, he can't look upon you because he don't look upon darkness. Because he knows the heart of every man. He don't look upon darkness. So if you try to come before the clean king and you ain't cleaned up, and you cannot get to him without going through Jesus. See, father, we want to come before the king but we want to bypass Jesus. You can't bypass Jesus. You got to go through Jesus. You got to go through the sun. If you want to come before the king, it's time to get your life right to come before the king, just as these women. And when we look at these women, we, you know, everybody wanted to be the queen, but everybody couldn't be the queen. But everybody had to follow instructions. I don't know why you don't want to follow instructions. I don't know why you want to have it your way. But you got to follow instructions. There's a time and a season, a pointed time and season for all things. And you can't skip a season. They couldn't skip no 12 months of purification. They had to go through every month and whatever required for them to do it each month. They had to do it before they went before the, before the king. So that's a process that we have to go through to to go before the king, before King Jesus. It's a, it's a process. We get to come as we are, but we don't get to stay as we are. You know, and I know many places today, they have just taken that scripture and just twisted it all around. That's why people coming in the church house with the with the short skirts on and, and short pants on and, and the pants too tight and the skirts too tight and the bats all out and the girls hanging out and all kind of foolishness because they took that scripture and just twisted it. When we know that when we come in the house of God, no, mm-mm, I hear you. Mm-mm, you say it ain't about the clothes. No, it ain't about the clothes, but it's all about respect. Let me tell you, when I was growing up, I was always told if I had one set of clothing, if I take that one set of clothing and I wash it and iron it, and I could wear it and look just as good. No, you don't have to have uh, a $200 suit to go before God, but you need to be clean. Your house needs to be clean. And I'm talking about you. I ain't talking about the church house. We got to be clean. We got to be clothed in righteousness. We got to be clean before we come before God. Now, to be the truth, the honest truth, if, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give a testimony. When I get ready to go somewhere, the Holy Spirit, if I'm not addressed properly, it will not let me go out the house. I can't even rest. It won't let me go. And I asked the Lord sometimes. I said, Lord, now, they came out the house, and I know what position they in, what, what, uh, what gift they operate in. I'm like, I know they leaders. You let them come out the house. Well, he's been a total, but they didn't go out the house. They follow instructions. They didn't hear the voice. So I know that God will bless you. 
because he dressed me every day. And I, I can't go out the house any kind of way. And I know that the same spirit that convicts me of how I dress and how I carry myself, anyone that belongs to the living God, the Holy Spirit will convince you to tell you no, not to wear that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't wear it. But we do it anyway. After he done told us not to. And I'm just telling you the truth. Because huh? I asked, I said, what I need to wear today? You ask some of these seasoned people in ministry. They're going to tell you the truth. They'll tell you that God addressed you every day. He'll dress you. He'll tell you what to wear on Sunday. He'll tell you. But we don't listen. And we just want to calm the sword of king in a kind of way. Don't happen. Can't be that way. We got to learn how to listen when he speaks to us and be obedient until what he says. Because you don't know where, what he's trying to get you ready for. You may, he may have you going out to a place and you might meet a millionaire. Or you may, the man or woman of God or, uh, that you're looking for as a husband or a wife, you might meet him. But since you ain't dressed right and you don't look like what God said you were going to look like, they don't even see you. Because you don't look like who God said you look like. And since you didn't get ready, like he told you to get ready. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. Help us have mercy on our souls. Because we don't listen. And that's why when we get out, we attract all kind of things. Because we ain't dressed right, we ain't acting right, we ain't doing right. But God always warns you. He will always tell you, I, I'm a living witness that he will. So these, just like these women here, they couldn't go before the king any kind of way. They were given instructions of what they needed to do. They were given, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming, a room full of all kind of uh, clothing and, and jewelry and all that. And yeah, I hear you. It ain't about the outer appearance. It ain't about all that and the braided hat and all of that. Yeah, your heart got to be right. But we'll serve above God. And just because we serve God, doesn't mean we have to go around looking broke. He got to look broke. <laughs> I'm going to tell me, I ain't, I ain't got to look broke. I ain't got to look broke. That's why I got the money in my pocket. I always look good everywhere I go. And I believe that you can always look decent everywhere you go. And you ain't got to have a whole lot of money to do it. You just got to know how to spend your money. Let God teach you how to spend your money. Because you can get very nice stuff that's inexpensive. But God wants us to look our best. These women, the devil will go before a king. If you're looking for a man, you're going to attract what you dress like now. <laughs> you're going to attract, okay? You're going to attract what you dress dressing like and the way you act. You're going to attract them. Jesus, help us. We got to come before the king right. Just as these women had to come before the king's right. They had to obey the commandment. We got to obey the commandments too. We got to obey God's commandment on how he told us to do things. And as we looked at the word of God, um, Esther, in, in, in the word of God, she had favor. Esther was so pretty. I believe Esther was so pretty. Ooh, she was a beautiful woman. 
But her beauty came, her beauty really came from the inside. All the other stuff just enhanced her beauty. She was just beautiful. She just had that beautiful inner glow. She was just beautiful. And, and she didn't need all that other stuff. But she had to have all that stuff to go before the king because she was already pretty. Because if you read it, it says that she found favor with the uh, the people that kept the um, the women. She found favor with them. And she said, and Elsa obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. She found favor. She was just beautiful. And she was getting ready to come before the king. And then the Bible tells her here, let's see, in verse number 17, and the king loved it after above all the women, and she obtained grace and, and favor in his sight more than all of the virgins. Pawn her head and made her queen instead of Vasta. She found favor. She found grace. Now, she was already beautiful, but she still had to do what everybody else said to do. She had to do still what everybody else had to do. But God was with Esther. And she was found for favor. I, I would say it was her season. It was her time. And she may not even realize that it was. But she went because of her uncle Mordecai who raised her as, as his own daughter. And because she was obedient, she went and she did what she was supposed to do before she came before the king. She ended up being queen. She took the place of Vasta. Now Esther was queen Esther. Now she was the queen in the palace. And she had, and she was married to the king. And they said he he gave uh, her uh, a banquet, a party, or whatever you want to call it. And and he was celebrating his new queen. I wonder, did he really realize what he had got? He got a beautiful queen. I would say a beautiful woman of God. And, you know, God wants us to have his best. You know, the, the best is yet to come to some of us. We just got to wait for And sometimes it just get hard in the waiting. But if, if we get ready for the thing and don't lose hope in the thing, and even though, uh, you know, we may be older in life and, 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 and we're waiting. We've been waiting a long time, and it looks like everybody else, and it looks like God has forgotten about us. He hadn't. He just getting us ready for the best. So just get ready. And go ahead and thank you. Say, Lord, and see, once you get into the place where God is calling you and getting you ready for, to do the things that God has called for you to do, you're going to say, I thank you. Lord, for getting me ready for where you were taking me. Because if if he had not, and if he does not get you ready for, then you won't appreciate it. 
You won't. You probably will lose it. You won't know how to take care of it. You won't know how to love her. You won't know how to love him. You won't know how to handle business. And, yeah, you may be struggling a little bit when you're going through the process of getting ready, but that's okay. It's okay. But know that before you can do anything, you've got to come before the king. You got to come before the king and pray. You got to come before him. You got to talk to him. You got to come before the king. You got to worship and praise him. You want to be in a place when you come before the king that you can hear him. So you won't miss what he has for you. That you can follow his instructions through his word, through your leader, and so that you can get what God has ordained for you to have. But he's trying to get you ready for it. And sometimes our wait is more than 12 months. They had to wait 12 months. Sometimes it may be years. But we still got to wait. We got to wait on him. And then when we wait on him and he get us ready, you, you know, he's trying to get you ready. Just don't get in a hurry. Just wait. Just wait. It's going to be world worth your wait. If you wait and let him get you ready, let him clean you up from the inside out. Let him purify your heart so that you can have a pure heart, so that you'll know what love is for real, so you'll know all these things, so that you'll know when the the right woman come, when the right man come, is this the right business for me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing at this time and this season? He tries to get us ready, but we always get in a hurry. We try to skip over the months. That's too long. I ain't want to wait that long. That's too long. Everybody else getting, you don't forgot about me, Lord. How come I ain't, how I got to wait? Why I got to go through this? There ain't nobody else going through this. Why I got to go through this? But we have to wait and let him get us ready, whether it's 12 months, if it's 24 months, 36 months, 48 months, because he knows what's in us that needs to come out of us so that we can be ready for the next level or whatever he's calling us to do. So I want to encourage you today. To get ready. First, we got to get ready for the coming of Christ. But we got to get ready for all the things that God has promised unto each and every one of us. So let us get ready. And make sure that we're always ready before we come before the king. Make sure our heart is right. Make sure we're living right. Make sure we're doing right before him. Make sure we're coming uh, to him with our hearts right, with a pure heart. And if we're not in that place, we ought to ask him, the Lord created me a clean heart and a right spirit. Get me ready for whatever you're calling me to do so I won't mess it up. Because, you know, we have a way of messing up stuff. So I want to encourage you to take the time and wait as these women waited. And they went through the process. They followed instructions. They heard the commandment of the king, and they were obedient to it. When the decree went out, when God sent forth the word out through whoever uh, 
he chooses to send his word through. And we got to learn that too. Whoever God calls to send the word out, it may not be who you want it to be, but you got to receive the word. God never chooses who you think he ought to choose. He's going to choose those that he knows are going to be faithful and committed unto him. So receive his word that he sends out. And, and hide that word in your heart that you won't even sin against it, that he can get you ready for what he's wanting to do. When you come before him, come correct. Don't come in no great pretender and lying and all that because he already know. Let's get our life right with God. And as we get ready to come before the king with a prayer, pray, uh, to give him our request when we come before the king for uh, what we need, let us be ready. Let us do right. Let us get our Life right before God while we still have time. Amen. Coming before the King. Coming before King Jesus. We know that He is soon to return and we want to be right because He came for us that we might uh, live an abundant life. He came for us that we might live and have eternal life. He came and He's coming back again. King of kings. Lord of Lord coming back in all of his glory. So we want to be ready to come before the king, amen. If you don't know King Jesus, I want to ask you today to give your life to him. He came over oh, 2,000 years ago that you might live. He died for you upon the cross. He shed his blood. He reconciled us back unto God the Father. If you are not saved, you don't know King Jesus, if you will say this prayer with me, Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Come into my heart and be my king. Come into my heart and be my Savior. Come into my heart and deliver me from all the things that are within me. I ask you to clean me up from the inside out. Cleanse me, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Forgive you of your sins. Tell me I repent of my sins. I believe that you lived and you died and you rose again just for me. Come and be my king, King Jesus. Ask him to help you. Say, Lord, help me. I can't do it on my own. Help me. And he will come. And he will save your soul. If you said that prayer and you honestly do repent, we believe that you're saved. And we want to welcome you to the body of Christ. If you are a backslider, it's now time for you to come to the king, King Jesus. It's time for you to come out of sin, come back to your first love and repent of your sin, come out of sin, come out of the darkness, come back to the sheepfold. By the blood is yet running wrong in your vein. The Bible says that God is ever mad to the backslider. So come. Come before the king with a heart of repentance and turn from sin. No matter how you got there, but you got to come. Come before the king and get on your knees and pray 
and seek forgiveness and seek his faith. And rededicate your life back to Christ. And although they've been on the church row for 30, 40 years and you're not saved, it's time to come to King Jesus and get your life right. And it's asking to save you, to say this, Lord, save me. And if you say it, that simple prayer, we believe that you're saved. You can inbox me on Facebook, Elaine Jackson. <clears throat> you can inbox me there. And uh, I will pray with you and get you with my leaders that also will pray with you and help you to get where you need to be with the Lord. They will help you get ready so you can come before the king. I'm telling you, they will help you get ready so you can come before the king. Your life will never, ever be the same if you come and be a part of what God is doing with this ministry through this man and this woman of God. They are very powerful uh, leaders, and they are true leaders of God, and they will lead you in the right way. They love God, and they will show you the way, whether you need a coach or a mentor, you need godly counselors, you got stuff going on in your life or your marriage or whatever, they're able to help you. Uh, I'm telling you, they are awesome leaders. And let's pray that God can richly and continue to bless them. They are awesome leaders. And I want to encourage you to get connected to Apostle Yvonne Ryle and Pastor Joseph Ryle. Uh, you can connect with them on Facebook there. You can just tell them, hey, I heard uh, and uh, I want to be a part of what God is doing in this ministry. Uh, and they will help you get where you need to, to go with God. They'll get you ready so you can come before the king. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to follow Without Walls Worldwide Ministries. There are ministries Without Walls uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. We want to encourage you to do that. We want to encourage you to become a wild partner as well. If you will want to do that, just inbox me. We do hope and pray that you tune in to Pathetic Corner today with Prophetess Martha from 5 to 6. We thank you for th tuning in to um, Voice of Truth from 6.30 to 7.30 today with your host, myself, Elaine Jackson, Minister Elaine Jackson. We also want to encourage you to tune in Tuesday night to one word from the Lord for Apostle and Pastor Joseph Wilde at 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And we want to encourage you to also tune in on Saturday to Faithcom by Hearing Ministry with your host, L.D. Evangelist Bursa Askew at 3 o'clock p.m. And we're running out of time, so we got to get out of here. I'm going to go ahead and give the benediction now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you falling before the presence of his glory with the seating joy. To the only wise God, I say, you be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Have a blessed week in the name of the Lord. God loves you, and we love you too here at Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry. Be blessed.